Hi, and welcome to the B Radio podcast. My name is Iman, and today I'm joined by Rachel, a recent graduate from the University of Reading, and we will be discussing the headscarf, also known as the hijab, which is mainly recognised as something Muslim women wear, but is also practised by women of other faiths, such as Orthodox Jews or Christians. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming in. It's great to speak to you today. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. So I want to start off with kind of the question about kind of why do women choose to cover in media and with western feminism it's all about the right to choose what to wear Mm, definitely and talking a lot about uh, women's right to wear mainly when it comes to uncovering and we never really hear that discussion about the right to choose what to wear when it comes to covering Mm. so what is your opinion on that and the kind of feminist debate around covering because it feels like there's almost a double standard okay yeah um so I think I just want to start off um start off this conversation by saying that I grew up in a South Asian background Mm -hmm. I'm of Indian heritage however I was grown um I was raised Catholic and Mm -hmm. I very much like my community is very much a South Asian community, but mm-hmm. I'm additionally I am offering kind of like an outsider perspective mm-hmm. on this, and so, so I just want to make that clear before I kind of like offer my two cents on this subject. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, to go off what you said, I think my opinion on it is kind of exactly like yours. I think at the end of the day, women, we have we have our own body, therefore it's our own choices, it's our own jurisdiction, and mm-hmm. we should have control over that, whether we want to wear the headscarf or whether we don't regardless that is your choice that is that is our choice as women to decide that what i find quite interesting however is the motivation behind wearing the headscarf Mm -hmm. why for example do women want to wear the headscarf why example um why for example do they choose not to Mm -hmm. these are the things that i think i think we need to delve a bit deeper into so yeah that's kind of like my offering on the subject yeah so to give a bit of background about myself um so I am Muslim and I do wear the headscarf and I have for a long time. So I'm 19 and I started wearing it when I was nine. So for the past 10 years, which is a long time. And yeah, I would say like why for Muslim women, why they choose to cover it's because it's a, a thing for religion. It's mm. to say to there's literally the only reason why we do it is for for like to get closer to God and for that religion aspect if it's like written um in our book like in the Quran that women should cover then it's like fulfilling that right Mm. as part of our kind of purpose um but some women do some women don't my mother didn't start until she was in her late 30s my Mm. sisters are 16 and they still don't um and it is very much a choice thing um because I I think to an extent um, your faith isn't determined by how you choose to dress mm. when we're talking about like getting closer to God, right? So even if you go through periods of not wearing it, it doesn't mean you're like a bad person or like a bad Muslim. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So I think it is all about choice when you feel ready because it is a huge decision mm. uh, when you feel ready to put that on and to wear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that completely makes sense. And I think you need to do what you need to do in order to make yourself happy in your own religion. I mean, can I ask a question? That What yeah. is it about wearing the headscarf that makes you feel closer to God? If you can answer that, mm-hmm. I know it might be. Yeah, so I think uh, initially when I first started wearing it, it was like a religion thing. So because when, I, when, I, when we were nine, we moved from England to live in Doha in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So I was surrounded by women who were wearing it everywhere. 
um, and it was it was a normal thing to see. Uh, so I felt really comfortable wearing it and at school and when I was out and about. And then when I came back to this country when I was 16, it was more of like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it, but do I still feel that closeness to God and to that religion? Because mm. living in this country is so different to like living in a Muslim country where everyone's wearing it. Um, and yeah, I, I feel as though it's kind of become this a more of an identity thing now mm. so a lot of women feel as though because it's a minority within a minority right not mm. just to be muslim but to be women within a group um kind of that sense of identity and community together and it's like we're recognizable wherever we go through what we wear and how yeah. we choose to dress which in some sense is a blessing because you have that sense of community with and that sisterhood but other times it's like a curse because <laughs> there's a lot of negative backlash that comes with it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's really good that you have this established community field, especially if like you and I imagine like sisters and cousins and friends, mm. you're all wearing the headscarf together. And if you're all like, hanging out together, I can I can really understand that being like a really integral part of the mm. community aspect. Um, I, I, I am wondering though, because you said that you kind of like were in the Middle East and then you kind of like moved here and then that's what kind of made you want to like wear the headscarf more so you still kind of I guess like felt that connection with mm -hmm. the community with your religion do you think had you just grown up in the UK in the UK only you would still be wearing the headscarf or do you think it's purely because you still want to feel that feeling of connectedness with the community mm. so when I initially came back from the Middle East to England when I was like 16 17 18 um it was kind of like I didn't want to wear it because it was if it's like kind of alienating um it feels alienating sometimes to be wearing it in this country mm -hmm. especially when you look at kind of things that politicians say uh which is kind of Islamophobic and just general mm. na narratives and attitudes towards women and Muslim women in this country compared to that safety net yeah. of growing up in the Middle East um and yeah, I think I, for a long period of time, I didn't want to wear it. And I was kind of battling with that part of my identity because you wear something for so long and it becomes a part of you. Yeah. And then to take it off is almost as if you've lost a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think now I'm kind of just in a space where I have to remember that I'm doing it for myself and for my own like spiritual reasons rather than deciding to do it for a community or for other people or taking it off to try and fit in with other people okay no that's really interesting I think like going back to what I was saying at the beginning surrounding like the motivation to wear the mm -hmm. headscarf I think from my perspective obviously like I said at the beginning like we should wear whatever we choose to wear which is good but um what bothered me was why women like would choose to wear the headscarf for example mm -hmm. if they felt the only reason they were doing it was purely because to conform to their community mm -hmm. um, because and also like kind of if they've been wearing it since you were really little it's kind of mm -hmm. like if this behavior is kind of like normalized it's hard to challenge kind of like societal norms I think like you don't really question yeah. things that you grow up with which are considered yeah. um, just part of your day-to-day -day routine I think it's only when you grow up in such ways oh actually I could take it off like mm -hmm. I could like which I think is good but um, I think kind of like in terms of um you kind of realizing that for yourself like, this is something that I want to do because of me not because of like the people who kind of influence me this is very much a decision an integral part of my identity I think that's kind of like where I would be all for mm -hmm. like the headscarf does that make sense yeah 100% and I think there is a huge 
kind of issue um, where aspects of culture get mixed into religion and then mm. it becomes this huge mess. Um, so you see, like, so obviously I don't agree with when people force young girls to wear it mm. or any women of any age to wear it because that completely goes against the whole point of choice in religion because at the end of the day everything is a choice of what you want to do um so yeah i don't agree with forcing girls to wear it and i think there is an element of that whole what i was talking about with feeling as though you're part of a community yeah can make it feel as though if you don't wear it then you're isolated from your from your own community but then you've got like your community which could be telling you to wear it and then your friends um in other spaces which are like you don't wear it Mm, so mm. it's like these two worlds that you're um two completely different worlds that you're living in between um and i think it's like you were saying how you're from a south asian background i'm also from a south asian background and i think there is a lot um in that culture to do with like women and shame and kind of upholding family honor um so in a way that kind of seeps its way into ideas formed about the religion and formed about covering where it's like oh you have to do this because of our family right so i don't agree with any of that no that's good i mean that's obviously that's what we want is we don't <laughs> want people forcing yeah. girls to choose what they want to wear like it's important that we make our own integral decisions um i think yeah it's, it's like i said i think however it is though that we do consider like kind of like if it is just kind of like what you've grown up with, you wouldn't mm. question it. So even if you're not forced, you might feel internally you need to do it anyway. But at the end of the day, like that's mm. your decision, like whether or not you want to choose to follow that. And um, yeah, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone else, that's like the decision <laughs> that I've always said is good. And um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to ask that, um, you though, have you known of any examples where a Muslim woman has chosen not to wear the headscarf? And like there's kind of been like, backlash there or whether it's been welcoming or what's kind of like the reaction there or have you not experienced that personally um yeah I think obviously my my own sisters have decided not to wear it and like we've had they've seen me wearing it see my mum wearing it and we've had conversations with them about you know choosing to wear it if you want to and how it's a huge decision Mm. um and even though like we say it's a decision for life obviously as you grow older you change and if you do decide to take it off later you know that's also a decision you're not stuck with something you're not forced to Mm, wear it forever mm. um i do know stories of women who have been who have had backlash about not wanting to wear it um because if they're like oh you have to because you're like a girl because it's part of the religion you're like a bad muslim or whatever if you don't but then i've also I also know people who've wanted to wear it and they've been told, no, don't wear it out of fear of like being hate crimed, out of fear of being treated differently, um, telling them not to wear it because, you know, just like that whole fear of like, well, actually, we don't want you to like go through any of these things. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it kind of sounds like a lot of pressure could be placed on a lot of girls to want to conform to like their families Mm. but I think it sounds like kind of like from your experiences that people have been a bit more relaxed around that kind of like your incision like take your time to make this decision like it is a commitment but at the end of the day that is kind of like your choice so I guess that's 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 really great and um I think kind of like going back to the beginning I think one of the points I spoke to on the phone prior to this recording is I find it quite interesting how we say that Muslim women, um, they wear the headscarf in order to like feel closer to God, to feel mm. more spiritual. But I think one of the things that's always piqued my interest is if it purely is about feeling close to God 
and if it isn't about the element of modesty or whatever, mm. then how come men don't wear the headscarf if they also have the intention of being closer to God? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not expecting <laughs> you to have all the answers, yeah. <laughs> but like that is just something which I do think there is yeah. a bit more there to be considered. Yeah, of course. That's- and there isn't, there isn't, there is an element of modesty in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the spiritual aspect and also the modesty aspect is a huge part in it because um, obviously it's not like just covering your head. It's about um, your speech, your actions, the way you dress, like that spiritual modesty, um, like your intentions and intentions and everything. So there's, it's so much more than just like putting a piece of cloth over your head. It's lots and lots of other parts of yourself. Um, so the point about men, um, so in, so in the Quran, when it's revealed about covering Mm. it's whenever there's been a verse for women there's always been a verse for men um so it says like for men that they also should like lower their gaze and cover themselves from like their navel to their knees okay um and that they should also like guard like their private parts or whatever and guard themselves Mm -hmm. and it says the same for women as well and for women it says to draw your veil and over your heads and across your chests so when we talk about the word hijab um that kind of initially the the term actually means like a i think it's a barrier mm-hmm. a kind of barrier or protection um and then over time it's kind of through how language evolves come into this word which means like covering your head um and Kind of, so this is like a long answer, but going back to the history of it, yeah. when this verse first came down. Um, so in the pre-Islamic era, um, in the Arab countries, there were women who would wear scarves over their head and it would be thrown back, ov- thrown over their backs. Okay, um, okay. So, so like that. And then the verse said to specifically draw it over your chest. So in that sense, how you see a veil is drawn over your chest. Um, and that was to identify them as Muslim women to be recognisable. Okay. And to distinguish the believing women from kind of non-believing women. Um, and there's, of course, like lots of different interpretations of things because Arabic language has changed mm. so much over time. But yeah, there is um, like a, a, a spiritual and that element of a physical barrier or hijab for men as well that they do have to adhere to. But I do agree that it does seem as though there is a greater focus on female sexuality and how women dress, which mm. is often placed on a higher, they're like taken to a higher standard than men and told what to do um, yeah. more than men. Yeah, No, there definitely is, I think, a bit more attention towards women, especially considering like obviously the headscarf is your head. So it's that visible, is what people yeah. see. It's more like salient, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. there's no one trying to police that. There's no politics involved with people like trying to like yeah. ban it. When it comes to men, there's no kind of like rules there, but there is for women, so hmm, yeah. not ideal. And um, yeah, I think um, question I kind of want to ask is like, do you ever kind of feel that women who choose like not to wear the headscarf or whatnot in their community they may be considered less Muslim than others, or is there a difference between women who choose to wear like the headscarf and the full-on burqa, for example? Like, mm-hmm. is there kind of like maybe a perception in the Muslim community of exactly how kind of like, quote unquote, Muslim you are. A hundred percent. And so even though I'm talking to you about the scarf and I'm wearing it, it's mm. not easy because our identity is constantly fluctuating and our perceptions of ourselves and how we perceive the world are always changing and our faith is always changing. And it is 
so difficult to do mm. sometimes and really difficult to keep that commitment and I do think Muslim women who cover are held to a higher standard mm, than mm. Women, Muslim women who don't cover and it's that it's kind of expected that if you're wearing the hijab then you're like completely perfect and you can't like do anything wrong um from an Islamic spiritual point point of view um but it's like that's not true because there could be a girl who's like praying and she's doing charity and like fasting or whatever yeah. um and people think she's not a good Muslim because she doesn't cover her hair, but there could be another girl who covers her hair, but she doesn't do any of the, you know, really basic requirements. Yeah, like the pillars. Yeah, the five pillars, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's where I say, like, our indication of faith is not linked to how we choose to dress. Maybe to some extent, yes, but I think mainly, no, it isn't. Okay. I think, like, I think one of my... For example, from my personal experience, I know a girl who is Muslim and she was always wearing the headscarf, like, just all the time. And she would only ever take it off if she was in the presence of women, which I found really interesting because I think once it was, like, her birthday and there was a picture of me and her kind of, like, her without wearing the headscarf and I put it on my Instagram story or, like, my Snapchat story and I was like, happy birthday, have a great day. And then it got, like, loads of views and then my friend messaged me, like, oh, my God, Rachel, like, you have to take that down. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not like okay and I was just like well what did I do and they were like Rachel anyone can see that and then I was like oh my gosh I completely like that just yeah it would never have been something that occurred to me that that was like con- considered haram or like not okay <laughs> yeah and so I literally said like, I'm so sorry like this is completely like, she's just like, absolutely fine don't worry about it it's not a big deal just don't do it again and I was like sorry and um yeah there was another thing when I did a term abroad in Malaysia I lived in mm-hmm. Malaysia very much Muslim government um uh and she again like wearing the headscarf all the time and kind of like even just walking around um I, I mean whenever we'd get home she'd always like take it off but we found that actually security guards were looking into the building for like surveillance just checking up that everything was okay there weren't any like boys in the building or anything but then as soon as she found out that like that there were men looking into like the kitchens and stuff mm-hmm. she then wore the headscarf all the time because she didn't realize mm-hmm. that actually there was still a male gaze like present in that environment yeah. and i think that is kind of my own it, like that's kind of like the only limited experience I have of the headscarf it's kind of okay. very much when men it, it's to do it's like her decision to wear the headscarf was her decision but I found it very interesting that it was only how do I phrase it? it's like it was only like significant and kind of essentially decided on whether men were present do, yeah. is this like a common occurrence within the Muslim community or is that pretty much is that standard or is, or is this maybe this, this is just the way she did it and the way she felt was the most appropriate way so from my perspective obviously like I'm a feminist and mm, everything mm, mm, mm. and I do sometimes struggle with this idea of uh where people assume that the hijab is a protection against men or like sexual assault or harassment because that's just not true yeah um because I've been work you know I've gone out covered and I've still been sexually harassed and women have still like been assaulted and stuff regardless of what they wear so I feel as though people who use that to justify it it just isn't there's no real correlation there Mm-mm. um and I yeah I do think it is a thing where it's like well why do women have to change how they're choosing to dress and why do we have to deal with this whole thing of like not wearing what we would sometimes want to wear and not showing our hair Mm-mm. um because of like in in male presence or because of this 
um and i think it kind of yeah it's so it's so hard for me to put into words because it's that one of those things where it's like for me i'm still figuring it out and like Mm. what i how i feel about it um because you have like the religion aspect which literally just says to guard yourself guard your modesty and lower your gaze and you have to wear this it might not make sense but this is what you have to do and then there's this whole cultural aspect in the west of i feel like more of a hypersexual society and where that kind of um not being modest is promoted in a way it makes doing this even harder and it makes it feel as though like why why should i do this why can't men just like do what it says and like lower their gaze or why why is it all about men but i feel like you really have to take a step back and realize it's not about men it's not about women or community it's literally about this this spiritual reason Mm. um and it's not just about covering your head it's what i was saying about speech actions thoughts intentions all of that as well because i think if you look at with religion if you look at the context of Mm. when things were when certain verses and like rules came out during the context of that time um in like pre-islam arabia kind of the way women were being treated and what was happening to women at that time it was like okay you're going to cover yourselves and guard yourselves um to like differentiate that we don't want those things happening to you as the believing women that makes sense looking at the context yeah no definitely that makes that makes a lot more sense and Mm -hmm. i think it's definitely good that you've placed such an emphasis on personal decision spiritual growth as opposed to external influences Mm -hmm. and kind of like conformity to other people i mean i mean not that's bad to conform but obviously like you should want to do it at like your own kind of like jurisdictional like your own kind of like decisions so i think it's really good how much and I, it is and it is so hard to keep that focus and not get sucked into any of the other things and like I've gotten sucked into thinking all of these other things before and it's so hard to remember your why mm. um yeah. and yeah. why we're doing it ultimately and what the end goal is mm. um and I think there's just like for all women Muslim women or not Muslim women just for them to feel empowered in their own decisions and what they decide to wear is for themselves and how they choose to present themselves to the world. Like, it doesn't have to be linked to any greater purpose. Yeah. It could simply be just, for like, a spiritual reason for themselves. No, that's brilliant. That's it. And good luck on your spiritual journey. Well. It sounds like... <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. Oh, well, it's, it, you're doing a great job and you're, like, starting this open discourse and you're trying yeah. to get involved as much as you can, so be really proud of yourself oh thank you and <laughs> i think that's what it is like it is a journey i mean some days it'll be really great some days it'll be difficult um and yeah i think some days you just have to put away all the backlash and what other people say or what other people are telling you you should do or shouldn't do um and really just yeah think about it hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and maybe you learned something new or you might disagree with some of the things we have said. Mm. Thank you again, Rachel, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to this. It's been really eye-opening. I've really enjoyed it.